Yeah, yeah it's... we do the we do the processional with the palms. Oh, you do? Okay. And then okay. we have. Can two... we talk John twelve then, or do you do you do whatever? Some other is it John twelve? Yeah, which reading do we want? Here. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's tons of them. I'll be right back. There's I'll at least the, there's at least four. Because I gave the, yeah. I already have my secretary working on the bulletin. It's so either Matthew twenty one, John oh. twelve, Matthew twenty six to twenty seven, Matthew twenty seven. Oh, good. So we have we have it down on high from the uh, from the uh, um, secretary as to exactly what we're going to be doing because uh, you know they've printed the bulletin already, so that's what we're going to use. Am I right? <laughs> Is that how it goes? That's how it happens for me sometimes. Well, you gave it to him early, and then yeah, right, exactly. Well, that's right. You know, you 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 know, set this all up, but then you forgot about it, <laughs> and then the secretary remembered everything and put it all together. Right? That's Actually, how it goes. what it is is like do what we did last year. Oh yeah. <laughs> Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast, the podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studio, I'm Bullhagen. I'm Bert. And I'm Vicar. And Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Before we begin, I want to make uh, Hannah laugh a little bit. So we are recording on uh, March 16th right now. Correct. And Hannah, I want you to open the text chain prior to the recording of the show in the morning of March 16th. All right, you got that, Hannah? So it'll be the, the text from uh, the 15th. From the 15th, right? Yeah, from the day before. Okay. The day before. Okay, so Hannah, open that text chain. In fact, actually, the day before that, I said, okay, gentlemen, we need an episode. That yep. took a full day for anybody to respond. And, anyway. And you are the producer, and you know when we need an episode. <laughs> so, Hannah, look at your comment chain, read it up to, uh, well, it Monday like- at 11.41 a.m. Right. Yeah, and so it was basically lots of scheduling happening, right? Right. Yeah, and right. then finally Tuesday, we get it settled. We finally get it settled. At Everybody it works at for nine thirty and Tuesday and morning. Actually, it's 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 even more than that. Yesterday at eight fifty-five a.m., uh, Bird said, "Tuesday morning works for me." <laughs> That's what he said. I got it right here. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> and then and then somebody else said. Tuesday morning, 9.30. And I think, you know, Vicar said, works for me. I said, works for me, too. I'll be there. And then uh, there's a great big thumbs up from Berg. Right. So at right. about quarter till 10, instead of 9.30, Berg's not here. Bert calls him. And what did Berg say? Assuming, are you coming? What do you say? Yeah, you I, say? Said, I said, uh, you know, he, he just, he played it all cool. He was like, uh, you know, uh, so how you doing? And, uh, you know, he's like, living the dream, living the dream. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's great. I'm glad you're living the dream. Okay, so, so um, what you doing right now? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shopping. I'm shopping. I'm like, oh, so um, you're not going to come and record? Oh, was that today? You know, that, that's how it went. That's pretty much how it went. So, <laughs> well, you know what though? Here's the it's thing. Okay. Do you know how we are it's all, okay. listener included, amazed at how much information he holds in that head of his? Oh, I know. Right? I know. We're all usually amazed as most people about that. How much information he has in that brain of his? And so, um, he's one smart guy. So there, there's that's for sure. So sometimes little things like this, there's just not necessarily the room for it. Maybe. <laughs> Or the bandwidth, you know. I mean, right, right. You know, it's like, 
I mean, yeah. he's got to he's got to push out some ancient heresy out in order to put there's enough space in the memory card for Tuesday 9:30. Surely we yeah, can that's come up not gonna with happen. something way more obscure than an ancient heresy. Right. Like like a sermon from 1529 from uh, a theologian you've never heard of. Or a, like some <laughs> ancient heretic's family tree. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's more likely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. so uh, Maybe next week, Berg. Maybe next week. So uh, I did bring a beverage, by the way. Yeah, I, I drank all my beverage already. What was your beverage? All right. Is that first take? This is a part of my morning ritual. Actually, I don't this... use a bottle of water, but that's just regular water. Okay. All right. If you could open that up, I will. Open Somebody it hands up. you a bottle of water and says, "Hey, this is just regular water." Right. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah, worry but about then, it. It's just water. I just I opened it up and the seal was still on it. So you can't. You, I mean, unless you used a hypodermic needle, you can't have tampered with this. And so, uh, take a little sip, okay. because you got to put one. Add something to it. I see right. flavor packages, ah, flavor and you're, you're you're conspicuously holding the flavor packages toward yourself, so that I can't yes. see what they are. And this is this is out of out of love, you know. Out of love. Oh. Okay. Uh, so uh, I have uh, you have your option. These are uh, one of those uh, energy and essence. Essence is the Aldi version. Okay. They're kind of like a vitamin. Oh. With vitamin C, you cool. have citrus, lemon, lime. Oh, I'll try that one. All lemon right. lime sounds good, actually. And then, uh, or you got uh, orange. Vicar, would you like one? 1,000 milligrams. I'm going to be into the... All right. During the towards of end of Lent, and uh, it's good to take care of ourselves. Getting a vitamin C. There you go. All right. All right. Do you want one, Vicar? No, I'm good for now. I was going to say, all of Vicar's body language says no. <laughs> And not necessarily even because it's like, oh, that's not a good idea. So my morning ritual when I get up in the morning is I have one of these. And then I... uh, This is the shaking. There you go. Okay. And then I actually put some caffeine in it, too. Oh, you do? Oh, Oh, my goodness. Wait, do you just, like, grind up one of the caffeine pills? Well, it's a capsule. I I pull apart the capsule. Ah, okay. It actually tastes a lot less like lemon lime than I thought it would. It It actually just has, like, this, I don't know. Blandy, lemony flavor, kind of. Vicar, you look like you've had these before, like something your mother used to make you have these or something. No, but there were plenty of times where, you know, middle of winter where it's like, okay, yeah, this is cold and flu season where I'm pretty much just chugging airborne. So, oh. same thing, just different style. <clears throat> uh, I'll go ahead. And I've already had one, but can you have too much vitamin C? <laughs> hey, Probably. Google, how Maybe. much vitamin C will overdose you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, listener, um, you're not going to hear uh, Pastor Bullion for just a little bit here because uh, he forgot to take a little sip before he uh, um, did, poured the uh, stuff inside the... Did um, we just have the health food version of the Diet Coke and Mentos experiment? Yes, I think so. Or, or uh, maybe maybe it was the health food version of the, the cinnamon challenge, you know, where oh, you get the whole say, spoonful I, I of cinnamon. That, uh, oh, that's worse. That's I worse. wish we were recording because we, we could get the, the sequel to the kale challenge is right here, right in front oh. of us. <laughs> And it was it was a kind of a funny face. I think you're okay now, though, right? Yeah, I'm good. You're good. I'm super healthy. <laughs> I feel powerful. I feel powerful right now, Bert. Oh wow! Good. Mm. 
Speak. Ah, very. So you like that? Is that? Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Speaking of um, uh, healthy stuff, I've actually I've actually been requested to ask you a question. Ooh. Oh, it, is it Reign of Terror or Ring of Terror? It is the Ring of Terror. Okay. Mm. So it has nothing to do with France. No, no. Uh, fr- uh, France, France, and and weightlifting in my mind are far apart. Mm. So uh, Vicar's wife has gotten into clanging and banging a little in the bit, weight yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah, apparently she was benching 75 pounds today, so. Hey. All yeah. right. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's I agree. That's that's what this show does to you when you listen. But yeah, she she just couldn't quite tell with, with that back east accent if you said rain or ring. Ring. So it's a, it's a exercise <laughs> uh, progression that I kind of developed that works your forearms, your biceps, your front deltoids, and then your mid and rear deltoids and when you're done like this whole ring of terror ring of terror is like if you imagine you're 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 making a ring with your arms and your Mm -hmm. fists and doing the classic flex i call it the ring of terror exercises forearms biceps uh front mid and rear delts all engaged Mm. Mm. uh so was she feeling the ring of terror when she was done yeah. Good. That's great. That's great. Wonderful. Well, let's get to some theology. Let's. If you if you want a, a video of the Ring of Terror, where can they find that at Patreon? Just let us know. I, I don't know. Do you have a video? I can make one. So Patreon, right. if you want a video of how to do the Ring of Terror, uh, you can get a hold of us and join us on Patreon, and we will get that simple request to you. In the next six months or so, that'll happen. So, what are we? What are you preaching on, Bert? This is um, for Palm Sunday. Yeah, I'm preaching on John 12. It's what I usually preach on. Uh, Jesus going up into Jerusalem um, in a, on a donkey. Of course, it's kind of confusing because we had that text already, uh, but from Matthew's perspective, uh, from uh, Advent one. Advent one, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I like preaching on it twice because you get you get two basic. Um, Shots at this <laughs> event, then, and, and not only that, but you, you also uh, uh, you, you get to emphasize a different thing at a different time. Like uh, you know, Advent one, I usually emphasize the coming because it's it's Advent, you know, the coming right. of the King. And now here in uh, in you know Passion Week, uh, beginning of Passion Week here, you know, we emphasize his passion. We emphasize his uh, coming to the cross, coming to uh, suffer and die for the sins of the world. Because what we yeah. do is we do we do John 12 at right. the beginning with the procession of, yes. of the palms. Right. And then then we do we continue on with the uh, Sunday of the Passion reading where right. you have the Passion. Right. We do that too. Yeah. It's just good for people to hear that, you know, mm-hmm. but I usually preach on the, the procession gospel. And the uh, listener wonder, may wonder, why do you do that? I think, to be honest, I think one reason why um, the worship guys at for the synod, kind of in the altar book, did this, is uh, you don't always have the same crowd on Palm Sunday that you do on Good Friday. Right, right. That's and true. so you want to make sure that you cover your bases, in a sense, and, and have it read. Right. People need to hear the passion. That's for sure. That's exactly right. Yeah. So what I like about uh, um, Holy Week and, and the way it's done is it really is 
a journey. Yeah. Um, especially when you get into the triidum. Mm-hmm. I don't I never pronounce that correctly. Tridaeum. Tridaeum. There Tridaeum. you go. Yep, yep. It's okay. It's all right. It's Latin. It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, um, because when you when you look at it, and, and Scripture does this too, mm-hmm. in, in this way, is you're not necessarily just remembering the history of it. You're, in a sense, taking part of it. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like the Passover, for example. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when God commanded them to celebrate the Passover, to remember, you did it the same way, as though you're eating the, the unleavened bread, mm-hmm. you're uh, having the, um, uh, the bitter herbs, mm-hmm. uh, all those things, right? Right. As though it's happened again. You're, you're, uh, so that the, the, the people celebrating the Passover, that's their history, that's who they are, and they're, they're, that's them, they too, even generations later, were brought out of the land of slavery. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And although they 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 do not, you know, physically participate in that slavery, although they do through sin, you know, right. I mean, it's, it's 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 a different thing. Uh, but they they uh, um, remember that they were mm-hmm. in this uh, this situation and they were brought through that. And we do the same thing, yeah. Right. So, so we we <clears throat> follow Jesus mm-hmm. Palm Sunday. Right. And then Thursday we gather, mm-hmm. you know, on, for, for the, the Last Supper. The Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there it's not just we're remembering what happened. We are actually yeah. receiving the body, body and blood, blood, right? For the forgiveness for of For the forgiveness sins. of sins. Mm-hmm. And you go from that to, to Good Friday where obviously, you know, our sins were laid. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then even Easter Vigil where uh, then... It's, you know, you're baptized into this, so to speak, the whole highlight of the service through the whole, all the readings. You could choose to do all 12 of them, or you can, like, do some. And I then, pare it down to three. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's but all the readings yeah. have to do with a transformation from death to life, whether it's um, uh, the red passing through the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. They are as good as dead, but then they are alive. Whether mm-hmm. it's Noah and his family, right. as good as dead, but then through the ark they are saved. Whether it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right, and the fire furnace, as, but then, yeah, but now, right, now they're alive, or, right. and that there's that that man that stands with them, who is Christ, right, in in the fiery furnace, as and well. then yeah. you could have, you could do uh, uh, the creation of man is often used. What do you have? Mold, dead clay right. that God gives life. Mm-hmm. You have um, the reading of Ezekiel thirty-seven, the dry bones, the dry bones. bones I, love, is, I love using that word rattling. I don't know. That's that something right. about that word rattling. You know. That, that, uh, anyway, go ahead. Dead go. bones yeah. and then alive. Right, and they come together in God. And, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have Job. Right. Job nineteen. After my, uh, my skin is. has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see. God. I shall see God. What is mm-hmm. Job basically going from? Death to life. To life. Right. And and. In all these passages, and, and it all leads up mm-hmm. to baptism mm-hmm. in Romans four, where you have uh, Romans six, Romans yeah. six, yeah, right. If we've been baptized with him in a death like his, right, united with him, yeah, and and you actually whether you have a baptism or not, you actually go through the baptism liturgy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you're saying because that's when in the, in the, the first Christians were baptized on the Easter Vigil service, mm-hmm. as if to say, all those readings that we just heard, they follow a pattern, a pattern that mm-hmm. I now am joining in baptism 
as I go from death to life through the waters of baptism. I mean, even more than that, though, mm. how does the service start? It starts in darkness. darkness. Yes. In the darkness yes. of death. Mm-hmm. And then it ends in light. light. Right. Because and Vicar pointed out the other day in Bible study, when does the, the, the Jewish day start? It starts at sunset. Right. Yeah, sunset. So, so it's done in the evening where you're transitioning to the third day, mm-hmm. following Jesus then from death to life, and, and then being baptized on that day into his death and resurrection in the darkness, into the light, and then you have the, the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ where the tomb is cracked open. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, we, that's... and we actually do the whole fire pit outside. You do that? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about doing it. I thought about bringing my, my, uh, my grill over, actually, and, and lighting a new fire there because that's what you're supposed to do, right? But how, how, do, you, how do you do it? What's, what's the uh, – you just have like a, like a pile of wood in the parking lot or – Well, we have, a, <laughs> we have one of those, uh, those, um, those big pan fire pits. I see. That's movable. It's like a, like a copper-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we have a really nice area in our church in the front, like where that walkway is, there's even a canopy there. Right. Right. And we do it out there. Oh, okay. And then, then we walk in. Yeah. Yeah. From there. And then as they walk in, uh, I light my candle from the pastel candle and then I light, I have some acolytes with me who light their candles and then Mm -hmm. people will light their candles and we, we actually keep the candles on. Until, through the readings, through yeah. the service of baptism, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the way until you know the, the Easter proclamation right. he is risen. Right, right. That's great. And that, that's but that good. that follows the same thing, right? It follows the the pattern, and you're saying, especially in that services, which is really kind of the highlight of that travel all the way to Easter, is you're saying that this is not just what happened. This is who this I is, am. This, this is happened. my history. This happened for you and to you, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's right. not just remembering the history. It's this is who you are. Yeah, you're a participant in it um, in, uh, in a way. <laughs> I don't want to go too mystical on it, but I, I understand what you're saying. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I do, I do like how all the things, all the, the little things that are added into those services, like, like the Monday-Thursday service where – you know, you do the stripping of the altar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to symbolize Christ being, you know, stripped uh, and and things like that, uh, and being mocked and, and mistreated. And then on on uh, Good Friday, you do the either you slam the book or you slam the door. Uh, the strepitus is what it's called. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the loud noise of the 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 um, the door of the tomb coming shut. You know, all of this um, puts us right there. You know, uh, not. Not in a way that uh, um, you have to think about it or remember it or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure about exactly what I'm saying there, but it 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 uh, it brings to mind the things that happened on those days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And so uh, so that that's what I like about, and it really, really then with Palm Sunday, it really then takes off mm-hmm. the journey has started. Hmm. Hmm. So right. um, I know Berg, I think he does services every day in Holy Week. I've done that before too. Um, not this year though. <laughs> I think I think uh, this year I'm going to do a little bit different. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time for Holy Week, 
uh, I had a funeral the morning of Monday Thursday. Yeah. And after the, the funeral service, before, okay, before our Monday Thursday service, our Holy Thursday service, um, I went to the nursing home and where someone was dying, and they died while I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I went to see someone else that afternoon in the same nursing home, and, and the... she died too. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And then I had to go back and do the Easter vigil. Mm-hmm. And then I had, after Easter, I had a, f- a funeral the Monday after Easter in the morning, and then in the afternoon I had a funeral. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh that's a busy weekend. <laughs> right. And then, of course, Sunday they had the uh, two visitations to have prayers at mm-hmm. on, on Easter. Mm-hmm. But to me, it actually was beautiful. Right. Because, right. like, the, you know, if, if there's a time to, to be that busy and have two funerals, I mean, the sermons basically wrote themselves. I know. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you know, where you talk about following Jesus from death to life. Well, these two sisters of Christ, what did they actually do? They, they followed him, literally, they took that journey that we just talked about. Yeah, great, wow. Um, <laughs> and in a in a way that we could just point to the family and say, say, uh, you know, is there really any more beautiful time to have it? Because I was busy, but I was I was pumped up, ready to go for that. You know, sweet, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's those funerals that are that happen at the strange times that are the best ones. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of Christmas time funerals and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we haven't really talked about what we're preaching on, but well, we tried. I think <laughs> that sermon's not yet written. We're, yeah, so. we're recording early, and uh, um, and uh, that's a lot of sermons. Right. You you basically planning. wrote my sermon for. Uh... <laughs> this is why I listen to you. You know. Uh... <laughs> Oh, for Easter vigil, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a really easy way to preach it because you just have to just walk through. Yeah, walk through the readings. Okay, this right. will happen. This will happen. This will happen, and then you can just go to the end and say, "Okay, now what do you expect to happen in your baptism?" Yeah, and what do you expect to happen then? Look at this pattern that God sent. What is the? What do you expect to happen when you're placed in a grave? Hmm. Hmm. You know, and think of the the hallelujahs on Easter. That's yours. That's yours. You're a part of that. You know, when you say, hallelujah, he is risen, you're saying, I am risen. Mm-hmm. You're saying, my loved ones are risen in Christ. Mm. Um, and uh, in a real way that that Holy Week brings forth the understanding of resurrection and the understanding of baptism and the understanding of the Lord's Supper and the understanding of absolution, uh, that just really, really is a highlight of the church year. And uh, because you spend all this time getting ready for it in pre-Lent, in Lent, and then you have the ongoing rejoicing. The ongoing rejoicing. <laughs> yes, that's what you have um, post-Easter. That's right. Very good. So, what does that bring us to? I think that brings us to the rest of our top 12 lists. Oh. Hey, Pete, play the <laughs> intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame Berg isn't here because I think one of these might actually start an argument. Ooh. Oh. Which would be really fun because I'm willing to stand my ground and say, like, nope, I am, I am right. You're going to step the bird? I think I... You know what? I, I think we got to save that one. Better. I, I think no, I like this it, even better. Berg can num- defend himself. Yeah, it's the number one spot. I don't, I don't know, but I've... I've I've made this assertion before within 
the nerdy group that prefers this. And it's an unpopular opinion, but I can I can back it up. Okay. So maybe next time he can get mad at me about it. You said that's the number one? That's the number one. So then we leave the number one in suspense? Let, I think we have to. What, leave it? Leave number one in suspense, because I want to be, you yeah, know. Especially because, what, next episode is Easter, so Easter, there's a really right. high chance we won't get back to it, so it'll be like an extra week after that. Right. Like I said, I can handle I can handle this this topic. It's 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 one of the few things where it's like, yeah, no, I'll I will I will gladly argue this because right. it's fun. It's it's so, got no purpose. So we're but Vicar, we're give us a refresher. What is our top twelve list about? Okay, so this this is this is the top twelve, in my opinion, most important contributions from false religions. And, and what have pri- we hit so far? Yeah, a couple a couple songs from like they might be giants that reference different bits of history talking about J.R.R. Tolkien you know a few a couple Disney movies that are you know fun based on some weird myths in history yeah nerdy stuff I grew up with that I realized wait this is all from different different non-Christian religions that inspired this all right. I see. Okay, so it's not like because, the top contributions to Christianity from no, no, no. It's like no, the, the top the top contributions from, fo- from from things that are not Christianity. This is the best they can do. This is the best they can do. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Okay, okay, all right. You better not mention the Grammys. <laughs> the what? Yeah, right. I think we're on number five. Number five. Yeah. Number five. Yeah. So the movie Thor Ragnarok. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, and I I actually. Honestly, think that it is the best of the movies, both in terms of the Thor movies and in terms of all of the Marvel movies. Oh yeah, although I'm I'm partial to the uh, Wonder Woman. That's my favorite Marvel. Me, I like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was fun too, but Thor, Thor, you know, it's based off the you know the Norse mythology. Yes, I did actually ignore that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're completely ignoring that. We're leaving that. Oh. <laughs> well, I was watching Endgame and I was wondering. Like all these superheroes start popping up, I don't keep up with this. Yeah. I'm, I'd have to, I kind of have time to watch twenty nine movies, yeah, four hour movies I mean, to get caught up. So, under, so I'm like, I'm keep on waiting for Wonder Woman to pop up. Yeah. Everyone else pops up. Where's Wonder Woman? I'll, I'll admit, unpopular opinion. I think Wonder Woman's their best DC movie yet. I see, yeah, see, there's these two and competing, that's, and that's mostly because I think they showed oh different universe. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, way I, way I look at it is they're they're all different universes, but they go to the same place in the end. <laughs> one has Superman, one doesn't have Superman. That's the difference. <laughs> Peter, sorry. Okay, we we got number five, Man, okay. guys. Yeah. This is not a good episode. <laughs> Great, we got to we got to get into this. I'm yeah. sorry. Go on, Th- keep going. Yeah, Thor okay. Ragnarok. So this you know this is based on very loosely on Norse mythology because you know that's Thor, the god of thunder. You know the hammer and everything. Mm-hmm. It, there's very little of the actual mythology there, but it's got the characters. And of all of the movies, it actually is the most like Thor himself because he's he's a bit of a doofus. Yeah, like he he honestly is. There, there's there's one myth where he, it's literally just him yelling at somebody. It's it's just it's just dumb. It, it's dumb humor. Although I bet you he does he the Ring of Terror work out probably number four. Number four, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, but whether we're talking the old one or the new one, it's corny. It's what you mm-hmm. expect out of. So how is that born out of sci-fi. false religion? The backstory information in it and all their little in-universe mythology comes from Mormonism. I did not know that. Yeah, the 
that because the story is about these 12 colonies that get destroyed and there's a 13th group that's off wandering around in exile and mormonism believes there's a 13th lost tribe of israel and they wandered all all the way over to north america and that christ visited them post resurrection so that's all in battlestar galactica it's it's like vague background stuff okay and you really if you watch the old one you don't notice it the new stuff it shows up a little more mhm but it's yeah if you don't know what you're looking for you don't see it so say we all yeah well okay. i think i think star trek is more mormon Star, yeah, Star Trek's like really science. Yeah, heavy. It's, it's it's humanistic. But I do. It's, it's humanistic. But I can see some of that too. Yeah. I really don't know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Trek is is, is basically humanism. Yeah. I don't think there's a Star Trek's a different argument yeah. for me. Okay. Because yeah. I'm not. I don't like what Roddenberry did, but that's a different. That's actually a rant, and I'm not going to do that. <sighs> Number three, algebra and geometry. Ah, really? Okay. Yeah. How how was that? Uh, Go on. Islam. A lot of the biggest thinkers in the Middle Ages that were mathematicians came out of that world. Like a lot of our understanding of geometry, either if it didn't come from the Greeks and was saved by Islam, it showed up from them. If you see any of their architecture, you know their mosaics and everything, it's you know spectacular use of that. Hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of math in general, but mm-hmm. for some people, it's fun. Yeah, I suppose. I had a vicar um, once. He just confounded everybody because they would introduce themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and they said so. He would say, um, you know, oh, my name is so and so, you know, I'm from here, and then he would say his hobby. He goes, my hobby is math, hmm. and everyone just kind of, that's a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, you know, if it relaxes you, I suppose. Right? Doing a couple differential equations. Uh, for a so. second, I was thinking, did you mean meth? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I... Those are really different. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that you went for straight for differential equations as really hard math. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I really have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit I had to take algebra twice. Uh, yeah. Like it's oh. uh, my, my brain just isn't wired for it. And and that's and to be honest, if I can I can honestly say, yeah, the people of the Islamic world historically, they were smart. Yeah. In like a lot of ways, other than theology. Mm-hmm. It's because they didn't have cell phones. It probably helped. Hmm. <laughs> that that old comment was brought to you by the Clerical Layers Podcast. Number two, Disney's version of Hercules. Mm. I agree it's, with this. Yeah, it's it's under it's an underrated movie, which is a shame. It doesn't look anything like the myth should be because you have Zeus being actually a upstanding father as opposed to <laughs> being Zeus. Right. <laughs> and they make Hades the bad guy, which mm. doesn't fit his character. But they pick the right guy for the voice. Mm. Who's the voice? James Wood. Oh. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw that once a long time ago. Is Arnold yeah. in that? Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I don't think so. If he is, it's a, if, if he is, it's a silent cameo as Ares. Is okay. Like, yeah. It it was one. It's one of the movies on the list where it's like, okay, I have to get this for the kids. Huh. I haven't seen it. it. Have fun. I seen it, Peter? I don't think I have. I don't. Yeah, maybe like in passing. You know, all those Disney shows have those songs to get stuck in your head. I don't like that. I keep going. Yeah, it, it's, oh, it's, a, and, it's a marketing like, ploy. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm so glad my kids are grown because I got so tired 
of a Disney movie or any kids movie that had that one sassy animal. Right. Or let it go. Let it go. Okay, keep going. Sorry. We're we're too old for that one. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, yeah that that movie's not allowed in my house. Yeah, <laughs> that that movie came out back when I was working at the daycare, and I got really good at uh, hearing the first like two notes of it right before it came on on the radio, uh, and turning my, it off. Mike, my, my really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, you were driving kids around, and you didn't want them to sing "Let It Go." And well, once it gets in one kid's head, it's just it's all you hear for a week, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Makes then you sense. go to like a like a middle school concert, and there's always some. Middle school girl singing a horrible version of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what, what I have tonight. Right. I, get, I get to go to a high school concert tonight. And then the, the, the other one tries yeah. to sing a powerful song about self-acceptance. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I actually know some of the songs my daughter has to sing tonight. And, and one of them is like uh, called Children of Eden. It's from some Broadway musical oh. called Children of Eden. And it's, it's, it's basically saying... You know, that uh, don't blame us. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just silly. Yeah. <laughs> number two. That was number two. That, that was, was number yeah. two. Oh, so we're are, done. Are we, are we saving one? For- we number have to save one. Yeah. So what is it? Can I just take a peek? Yeah, what is Well, just say it. I'll, I'll edit it out. Yeah. Uh, it or is. Heck, uh, I don't even have to edit it out. He doesn't listen. The Force from Star Wars. Mm. Ooh. Taoism. Yeah, or Taoism, whichever way you want to, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Right. And my argument is that in universe, the Jedi are wrong. I yeah. Agree. Well, you know, especially if you go into like the uh, the uh, um, prequels, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. They they screwed with that. I mean, oh, sorry, they messed that up so terribly, right? Maybe. You know, when when they started talking about metachlorians and junk. Oh no, I wasn't. I'm sorry. That was terrible. I mean, you're, you're not even you're not even I'm talking not even about that. Are you? I'm not even thinking. Yeah, about yeah no, we're gonna we're gonna but, cut this but, out. We're gonna cut this out. I'm because because I that was when I was you know high school age. Right. That was what I grew up with. I read I read the books that were out because uh, this was right when the prequels were coming yeah. out. Yeah, and so there was that whole comic book and novel universe beyond the movies. Flesh and blood, we are not luminous so, beings. We are. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah, we'll, okay, s- we'll, we'll, sa- we'll save it and we'll see, okay. we'll see how Mad Berg might get yeah. at me. So, uh, next segment. Looks like you have something for us. I do indeed have something for us to, to Is this to Bird's World? No, no, it's not Bird's World. It's something else that just came up, uh, you know, uh, in the ways of being a pastor. I, I, I don't know if you want to call it Bird's World or not, but. Um, I think I, I want to call it Bird's World. Peter, play, play the, the intro. intro. It's Bird's, it's World. World. Bird's World. Bird's World. Party time. Excellent. All right. You just wanted wanted to hear that intro. I I don't know if you guys ever dealt with uh, um, Leviticus chapter 18. There was this TikTok video going on, going around. And, uh, you know, I'm just trolling TikTok for good videos, you know. Yeah. Of course, uh, that's the way it is. (laughs) We were going to get a clerical error's TikTok account. Is that that right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it would be something to, to actually respond to this uh, this issue that's going on in TikTok. There was this young lady on TikTok that, uh, um, you know, uh, self-identifies as Christian, uh, but also uh, um, basically works to uh, tell other Christians that they're wrong to say that homosexuality is a sin. 
Okay, and uh, and she uh, was talking especially about Leviticus chapter eighteen because she says this is the one that everybody uh, goes to and says that it's it's wrong. I mean, what does it say? You know, a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman. It is an abomination. That's what Leviticus eighteen twenty three says. I think that's what it is. If I'm right, no, it's Leviticus twenty two. Uh, Leviticus eighteen twenty two. Sorry, yeah. One, one verse off. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that this, this gal on TikTok uh, came up with this idea that you take Martin Luther's um, Luther Bible translation and you take that and you put that into Google Translate. And what you get is you get, a man shall not lie with a boy as with a woman. It is an abomination. And she said, see, it's not about homosexuality at all. It's about pedophilia. As if that would be a great thing. But isn't that still the same gender? Uh, yes, it is. Certainly still the same gender. So exactly. It's still about homo- It's still about homosexuality. <laughs> but but her her whole thing was, no, this is all about pedophilia. Okay. You know, and so I mean, people make these weird arguments like that. But you know, I did some research into this, and um, Luther uses a word there, the word cannaba. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's the correct way to pronounce that word in, in uh, German. I, it's been a while since I took German four, but it doesn't matter that much. The word cannaba. Um, in today's German, would be translated as boy, okay? Mm-hmm. But back in Luther's day, what a Kanaba was, it was like the guy that you told to do stuff around the house, you know? Um, like, uh, like head servant, or we, we get the word knave from that, from, uh, from, uh, um, uh, from English. So, you know, uh, it was like your boy, the, the boy that you had do things. You know, and so uh, Luther's translation uh, is technically correct, uh, but the word there in the Hebrew, which is even more important, uh, is the word zakhar, which means male of any age. The word zakhar can mean a male, like a little baby male boy. It can also mean a grown man, a warrior, a zakhar. You know, mm-hmm. uh, before the Lord. Uh, so, um, you know, what I what I basically said, as I said, this TikTok video is complete nonsense and uh and don't don't listen to it but you you have to really that's why we make pastors learn greek and hebrew so that we can actually take arguments like that apart and uh you know so basically what i said is that either the blessed dr martin luther of, of blessed memory um either he used this word because it had a slightly different meaning in his day and it made you know made sense to him or he mistranslated a little bit but I don't think he did. I think he just used the word that made sense to him, and it works because it's a you know a boy. Right? So so vicar, vicar, right. uh, uh, just a little experiment I want you to do, okay? Yeah. All right, because next year you have a lot of papers to write, correct? They keep saying that. So I want you to try using an argument where you say, "I put Martin Luther's translation into, into Google, Google Translate, Translate. <laughs> and because." Just see what happens. What, what professor should you do that with? Um, oh, I'm trying to think who who would who would get a laugh out of that, and not dock me points. <laughs> I could see I could see Pulse maybe getting a giggle out of it. <laughs> so yeah, see what happens. I think, I think I might be able to see if that that, that, that holds water because he because he did actually give me back a paper from from the uh, Pentateuch two class. I tra- uh, did a paper on I think it was Leviticus twenty. It was either twenty six or twenty eight. Maybe it was only twenty six, or wherever it was, and. And the comment was, you know, I, I'd really like to know what Dr. Kleinig says on this because that's who wrote the commentary. And I would like to know too because it wasn't in the commentary. 
Oh, is that right? <laughs> it, it, he didn't. He didn't translate this into commentary. He didn't. He didn't. There didn't was deal with it whatever. Whatever it was, I wrote on it, it. It those that little chunk of verses were skipped over. Is that right? For and it wasn't like anything specifically substantial. It was like just some run of the mill yeah. ceremonial rules type stuff. If I remember right, it wasn't. It just was funny because like. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like to know as well what he would say about it. Yeah, <laughs> but right. his book didn't say anything about it. Right. Well, maybe he just figured it says what it says, yeah, folks. I, I, I think. I think. Yeah. It just says what it says. Pulse might Deal get a laugh out of it. So, what else do we have in Bert's well, world? Well, I was gonna say, but wait, before that. So, if we have any STEM, uh, excuse me, if we have any uh, SEM students listening to the podcast, uh, that is the clerical errors challenge to you. <laughs> is to get away with a Google Translate in a paper. Uh, let us know if you can if you can get away with it. And if you don't get away with it, please tell them Bullhagen told you to do it, and maybe they'll just assume <laughs> that it's Doctor Bullhagen, and we'll just see what we can happen make happen. Oh dear. Yeah, they make you sign something, or they they, they make you you know um, uh, read something about academic. Uh, um, yeah. Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. I'm pretty sure Google Translate is <laughs> one of those no, well, probably they don't have that in mind. I, I, I'm sure people use I, that. I can yeah. think of a few contexts where it, it may be acceptable to use in, yeah. if you're going to then refute it yourself. Sure. Sure. Oh, but, that's or, cheating. It, it is or, che- yes. No, no. If, I I get okay. I get that idea of what you want to do. I, so, I and I want to I kind of do want to try to see if I, I want get, to sew discord. Just, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure. So I just discord. want to figure out. It's like, how can I do it without it jeopardizing graduating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, you got a lot of mouths to feed, well, Baker. You know, uh, <laughs> do, do you do you want to know? I, I can I can tell you I can tell you about a Burt's World story that that uh, that happened at seminary uh, that I got away with, not completely, but so I, I made it my own language, right? Okay, and. Uh, um, as you do, as you, as you do, right? You know, I mean, as you study languages, you have to, you, you know, you have to get this creativity out in some way. And so, I made it my own language, and uh, and you know, it had all the grammar and everything like that. And I, I also wrote some literature in this language, and you know, I, I can't, I can't show it to you right now because this is a not a visual medium, but that's okay. Uh, the point I'm trying to say is that I, I put all of my stuff that I had written in my language uh, after seminary, and I, I bound it in a little book. And I gave the book a call number, and I gave the book an accession number, and I gave the book a uh, security device because I worked at the library. Wow. And, and so, so I, I put that all together, and I put the book on the on the on the stacks in the library, and uh, it it sat there for a couple of years. I was actually able to look it up a couple of times on the internet, and it was still there. Wow. Um, and then I, I came back one time for I think symposia. Uh, and uh, it's not uh, like they don't have enough space for it. I know, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, th- this is the seminary library in St. Louis, so oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. But but they they found it because they went through the stacks and and saw each book and and looked at each book and they found my book. And uh, the, the guy, the head guy of the library, said that was an interesting prank. Never try to do that again. <laughs> Give it back to me. So you know, wow, yeah, he gave it back to you. He did. Well, actually, I, I'm not sure if he did or not. I still have a copy of it. I made a couple copies. So, but yeah, I, apparently someone's not for freedom of thought. Right, I know. Right, exactly. I'm pretty sure the guys running the library at Fort Wayne would allow it. You think they would? I think they might. Is that right? Hmm. Maybe I'll try that next time I'm there for a. I think the cool thing about S- your prank STM is STM class. The cool thing is, you know, 
in like 20 years when they make everything digital, someone's going to have to take like, yeah. <laughs> scan it in and digitize it. So if there are any yeah. SEM students listening to the podcast, this is the Clerical Hairs Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> make up a language, make a book in well, your made-up language, and put it in the library. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fun you stuff. know, I, I want to say that story. That took um, nerdism to a whole new dimension. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> so is this, are you still fluent in this language that you made up? Uh, Uden. Uden. That means yes. <laughs> um, Lerit is no. Interesting. Does anybody, do you teach this to anybody else? I try teaching it to my wife. But, um, All right, so uh, translate this. The quick okay. brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, you know what? I would have to have my dictionary to translate that. I, I guess I'm not fluent, but the word for the is sar. Uh, the word for quick is um, uh, per rar. And then uh, the word for brown. Oh, I can't remember what the colors are. Yeah, forget it. I can't do it. So here, here's my question. Yeah. If only one person knows it, is it really a language? No, not really. It's it's just it's just a thing I, you know. You have, yeah. I must say, you, of, of most anybody I know, you have the most amazing, amazing uh, creativity. Well, I like, it's like, uh, it's like a monk, okay? You know, so it's both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I would say for as much... For as much as Berg consumes media, you create it. No, oh. okay. Well, I will try, or at to least imagine that. it. I imagine it. See, I, I'm I a very, I, I I'm a it. very creative person. It's carrying it out that I have trouble with. It's hard to do that, and and that's the thing too. You know, when you start carrying something out, you know what it often happens is you get spurred on to imagine something else, and then you're, you, you start to think that bright, new, shiny thing is the one thing you should be carrying out right now, and so you, you leave off what you started and you keep doing it. Like, I haven't planted a little tree in about two or three months, right? But I do have plans to plant many more little trees and build more, many more little houses, but I just haven't done it, so. So here, yeah. give, for, give, for, uh, for listeners that haven't listened, that is little miniature houses... In his miniature world, not Bertonia. Right. In Bertonia, yes, yes. Yeah. So, I, I, if, if you may ask, behind this is a show that shows what's behind the collar, right? Right. Right. So, behind the collar, how does this, the way you you kind of think about things and do things, how does that really affect how you do your work as a pastor? Is there certain ways that that maybe you use your kind of your Bertonio to kind of play things out in your mind of how things might go before you approach situations? <laughs> Does it, uh, I'm just kind of curious about how, how this imagination you have kind of helps you do your work. Well, yeah, I think that the main thing that the imagination helps me with is having a, a release that's completely different than anything else I, I do. Um, you know, uh, during during the week. Although, I will say that actually working with an imagination and and building on an imagination helps with sermon writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think through what you're saying, and you have to you have to. Um, it, has, it has to be with me. I mean, I can't just get up there and blab. I'm, I'm not built that way. Um, doing this for you guys a couple months ago was actually rather hard. Uh, like when we did that that uh, you know 
D and D preaching. Right. Right. That was that was hard for me to do that, uh, but um, I, I need to have the uh, the imagination to think about my theme for a sermon, to think that through, and to think how I'm going to get from point A to point B. And oftentimes it's like it's like uh, going on a map. You know, you you actually. You actually draw a map mm-hmm. of, of where the sermon is going. It's a map that's drawn with words, right? And then you and then you and then you go into that map and you you fill out the various places. And mm-hmm. sometimes you get trapped in a backwater, you know, <laughs> argument. And you say, "Wait a minute, you know, that's an interesting country to explore some other time." But let's go, let's go to where where it really needs where we really need mm-hmm. to go today, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think I think that's perhaps one way that it works. Can I, can I attempt? Yeah, you can t- attempt. T- t- take a step behind your collar with this. <laughs> Step step away. All right. Uh, this is what I think, okay? Go ahead. So much as a pastor, right, so many things are out of our control. Yes, that is so true. And then you want to have one thing that you control uh, everything? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, yeah. you know, so many things where you're, you're reacting yeah. and, and so many things happen that you didn't expect mm-hmm. and so many things are thrown at you that... For you to have this Bertonia land in mm. your imagination mm. where where everything becomes a little more predictable. Yeah. All the problems you can kind of work out and have a solution that's works for you. Right, right. And right. that becomes very comforting <laughs> to provide a balance to a world as a pastor where it's the opposite. Do you have a degree in psychology? No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just trying to make sure because... Just lots of I, I was going to take that to heart until you actually said, no, I don't have a degree in psychology. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're probably right. You're probably right, though. I, I, think, I think there is part of that uh, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, yeah. I, find, I do find that kind of... You should, you should have a segment. Hey, let's put somebody on the couch, you know, to, to have them talk about their... Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah, just so be you every tell week. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? He's pretty much almost still a kid. I mean, how old are you now? You're 34. 34. Ah. Yeah, just yeah, a you kid. You look young. Yeah. You look young. Yeah, yeah okay. my oldest just turned 13. Is that right? Wow. Okay, what did you do before you decided to become a pastor? There wasn't much time before that. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, went, went, went to school, was going to get the degree, go straight to seminary. Instead, sure. got a degree to teach, oh, started okay. having a family. Good. Taught for just a little bit, and then yeah. wound up there, you know, doing Great. this. Yeah, good, good, wonderful. I got a couple things that I might get your response to in this little book called uh, "One Minute Answers to Skeptics," and uh, this plays off a little bit on what I was talking about with the uh, uh, with the Leviticus eighteen thing, uh, because people ask these silly questions sometimes. Well, it's not silly. I mean, I have to I have to be clear. I mean. I don't mind people asking questions. I really want that. Um, I have to be very clear about that. I want people to ask questions. I also want them to listen to the answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, uh, but here, um, this, this is something that I hear every once in a while, um, and maybe you've heard it too. Uh, the question, hasn't the Bible undergone corruption as it was translated hundreds of times down through the centuries? How do you answer that question? You just say, no, it hasn't. <laughs> right? Well, what do you say? Well, what do they mean by that? Just... Yeah, right. What do they mean by corruption, right? Okay, all right. I think what they mean is, well, you just can't tell what it really meant. 
what, what the original really meant. You have that English translation. That's a translation from the German. That's a translation from the Latin. That's a translation from the Greek. I, I, the way I would you answer know. this, I, yeah. would, I would begin the answer with, this This is why, one, you have tri- Scripture interpret Scripture. Okay. So if there is not clarity in, in one section, and there might be confusion of what it means, mm-hmm. you look at the whole of what the rest of Scripture says to help you understand it. Okay. And the second thing I would say is that generally comes from people who haven't actually studied the Bible. <laughs> because when you study the Bible and you look at Scripture from both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and you see threads, and you see um, uh, wording, and you see ideas that are kind of th- uh, sometimes hidden but there throughout mm-hmm. Scripture that all tell the same story, mm-hmm. then the more you see how Scripture holds together, and the more you see that this is not an accident, that this is faithful right. too. Right. I think this usually comes up when people watch like a History Channel um, documentary. They they tend to like uh, hear somebody say, some, some wacko uh, theologian say something like, well, you know, we know that the Bible wasn't, you know, um, really written by the people that it was supposed to be written by, right? You know, they 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 make these arguments, but I think they're per- they're perfectly nonsense. You know, uh, these these arguments against the Bible. The, the um, other thing I would say is this: yeah. is is um, if you believe as we do, there is a God, right? Right, and that God has a will, mm-hmm. and that God is going to make that will known to us. Right. Somehow. And that has to be from generally something from outside of us because otherwise we're just creating a God in our own image rather than right. the image of the actual God. So there has to be a word from that right. that is consistent. And that consistency is brought about by God. Right, you know, communicating to us, right? I mean, the easiest, yeah. the easy one of some of the easiest discussions I have with people who from different denominations, mm-hmm. and uh, they see how their denomination has changed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they, uh, you know, just a simple question: Who changed? Right, exactly. Did, did God change? No, I, the Lord, do not change. Now, I saw an argument recently um, from. Oh, where did I see this? Someone used the argument of uh, Jesus saying to his disciples, there are some things that you will not, don't understand that will be revealed later. Yeah, as yeah. An ex- that's, as uh, an excuse for... You cannot bear this now, but later on, I will send the helper who will... Uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit right. there. You know, and, and he's talking about... Pentecost. Pentecost, <laughs> right, exactly. He's talking about, you know... He's going to suffer and die and and rise again from the dead. And they don't know what any of that means until they get to Pentecost, you know, until the Holy Spirit comes and enlightens them, you know, or until Jesus himself after the resurrection talks. Right, and breathes on them the Holy Spirit. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what Jesus is saying there isn't that um, things are going to change, folks. And what that means right. is that uh, what I said in the past about uh, sexuality is not true, that God made male and female. But it is true. Right. And yeah, yeah. We do yeah. make the mistake of just making all it about sexuality. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, um, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it deals with everything in scripture. Right. But, uh, but the whole idea behind that is faulty. It's, it's not taking what Jesus says in context, mm-hmm. but the whole idea that, you know, that 
this functional view of religion just progressing. It's a mm-hmm. continuum a different thought. It is that's not what you actually get in in scripture. Right. Right. Exactly. The scripture Old and New Testament written in different times across hundreds of years actually do tell the same story. Yes. And and that those uh, folks in the uh, in the Old Testament, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, they believed in the same Christ, the same promise that we believe in. Mm-hmm. And it's just we we stand at different points in history. You know, um, they saw that promise coming, and we look back on the promise. I'm messing with things. We look back on the promise fulfilled and the promise to come as right. well. You know, uh, Jesus says, I am coming soon. You know, and so, uh, you know, there is no, uh, uh, how would you put it, uh, development of a doctrine of salvation in, in Scripture. It's always through this promise that God made to Adam and Eve right after the fall that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Um, so, so to answer that question, right. is if you, you, you take that question of, well, how do we know or, if you, if you take that approach to everything, you're you're going to wind up in this world we live in now where there is no truth. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. And you're, yeah. everyone's just bound to their own wrestling with things mm-hmm. and their own idea of things. And, uh, and there is no truth from outside of you that challenges your own will and, and challenges uh, your own... Because that's what, what, what faith is. It is saying that there is a will greater than my own. Mm. There is a knowledge and a wisdom greater than my own. And when we pray, thy will be done, you're saying not my will. Right. And when you hear the Ten Commandments, some of those will be uh, things that you will won't want to hear. Some of them? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually talked about that in my sermon last week, on Sunday, where... Mm-hmm. where uh, um, you know, when was the last time the government made, you know, use laws to make you a more moral person? Right, exactly. There's a good question. Yeah, do, do, does you the know, law make you more moral? And that, the answer is no, not really, right? You know, yeah. It does for the Christian. Right, okay. It, yeah. it informs, you know. It informs the new But man. the motivation yeah. is... In the gospel. In the gospel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. It's, it's a changed heart that God gives you through faith. right. That's right. Um, I was thinking you did a great job answering that question because you you did not, uh, you know, you, you did not go for uh, the obvious hanging curveball, but you, you you actually swung for the fences and you, you hit it out of the park. I think um, to mix all the metaphors together, I was expecting you to say, well, you know, we have all these documents, we have all these these uh, these copies of of. Uh, of uh, um, manuscripts, which are, it's good to know that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and that these um, copies and copies and copies of manuscripts are, by and large, saying the exact same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and that, that this was translated from the Greek or the Hebrew, depending on Old Testament or New mm-hmm. Testament. You have Aramaic out there, too, for, like, places of mm-hmm. Daniel. But, you know, you, you, you have all of this stuff that's translated into English for you to read. Now, of course, you know... Uh, we we believe that the original text is the uh, the inspired right. You know, see if I was if I was answering someone that question. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, I'm answering. Gonna... I'm I'm focusing on the person who's would Ask. be asking that right. question. And I, well, Vickers kind of sit in with with some of my new member classes, and huh. I I kind of start off from a wide 
why should you listen to these anyways type yeah, questions. That's, great. that's good. Um, and that's kind of how, why should you care? How is it? Because if, if I start going into the, the Greek and the Hebrew, that's that's an argument where they can say, well, they just have to take your word for it. Right, right. This is, right. This is well, let's start off the reason why, why you, it should matter to you in the kind of the, the broader sense, then leading up to this is why we do the same things that you talked about. I like it. I like it. Well, Pete's telling us that it's time to stop. I do have one more thing. Thanks for calling it out, uh, as always, Bert. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it's a really, it's a really great time when your producer tries to uh, uh, quietly tell you, "Hey, it's time to wrap up," and then instead of slowly and quietly <laughs> hey, wrapping up, hey, it's my mo, man. Right. It's what I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to just. Tear down every wall and. <laughs> well, you keep this up though. Peter's going to wind up building his own Petertonia <laughs> to deal with all this madness. That's I right. mean, our text chain That's alone. Right. <laughs> I, I I don't know how many texts it takes for you guys to realize that I texted you. Maybe I should just like send four or five at the same time. I don't I don't know. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, That'll do it generally. I'll, I wanted to mention I was uh, browsing around. I I just kind of googled clerical errors and scrolled down until I found something that wasn't our own website. Um, oh dear! And it turns out somebody at the website LutheranAudioReview.com. Those kids look like they all have headphones on. Yeah, because it's the Lutheran Audio Review. Um, I don't want to see people with headphones apparently, on. Apparently, we are <laughs> featured. We they've added us. Uh, right oh next my. to Armed Lutheran Radio, <laughs> which is uh, Lutheran Theology and the Second Amendment. Uh, oh, my goodness. Right below them is the Clerical Errors Podcast. It's uh, <laughs> It's been titled, uh, the show type is a roundtable discussion slash variety show. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> um, him and Jim. And, him right, and, oh, Jim. and below that is him and the gym. <laughs> show type, self-improvement, faith, and fitness. Hosted by oh. a PE teacher, personal trainer, and a ministry student. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we're, we need to have a podcast bench off. <laughs> <laughs> Him and the great. gym, we're calling you out. That's right. You know, it was, we're, we're kind of a big deal. I just wanted to say. Um, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, I, we got to make sure of these next. I promise, we got the bugs worked out now. Mm. Our Easter episode will be presented in surround sound, at least some. So, so have your headphones ready for next episode. Are you all right, Bert? <laughs> I just, I'm just thinking about the logistics of this, and I'm thinking, what does that mean exactly? But I'll, I'll be, I'll be impressed and, and amazed. Right. Well, this is why. This is why. Uh, why, what happens when pastors get too gimmicky, right? I leave it for the podcast, not the divine service. That's good of you. <laughs> anyway. All right. You've been listening Vicar, to where can they get the Clericalers podcast. Yes, Vicar, where can they get a hold of us? They can email us at feedback at clericalerrors.org or on facebook.com slash podcast, and on Twitter at clericalerrorsp. P for podcast. At me, bro. Let us know Sweet. about the clerical errors challenge and how it went. Uh, you know, we I'm I I'm I'm all it's for the take a uh, while to... the discord of chaos. 
it's it's going to take a little while to develop a language and put it into the library. But you know, yeah, it's a challenge. They can just borrow yours. It's fine. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Oh. Thanks for listening. I'm Bullhagen. <laughs> I'm Bert. I'm Vicar. And may your week be holy. Can you say? Can you can you give the blessing in your language? Sar Foxfeldo Puel Cooper Quelst Azel. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.